Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. All right, let's dive deeper today. Let's look at the gifts as we continue in our church planning series. We've looked at the ground, we've measured the soil, we've made friends, we've identified different things and different aspects, talked with many different people. Now let's look at the gifts that are brought to the table and how God utilizes these gifts for the fervorment of His gospel. So as we jump in today, let's ask a hard question. Jamie, what gift do you bring to the table today? You ask a hard question, sir. Absolutely. Nothing easy for you. What gift do you bring to the table? My, my question back is, why do I need to bring a gift to the table? Can't you do it? Mm, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the key, is each one of us have different gifts that we bring that we're able to reach out to people in different ways. Each one is a minister. If we're all ministers for God, then I love what the scripture says, that each one ministers with the ability that God has given them. Mm -hmm. And notice it wasn't, it says each one. It didn't say one single one. Mm. It says each one, each person. So whatever your gift may be, it may seem so very simple to someone. It could be be very well just, hey, I'm the guy that opens the door at the church. And I say, welcome to the church. You don't realize how big your role yep. or your gift truly is so true. in the kingdom of God. So, so your gift is unique. Can I do it? Yeah, but I can't do it with what the good Lord has given you, the gift and the ability he's given you. I can exercise in my gift, and I can stretch out more, but your mm. gift is unique yeah. to you. So and there's something so cool in your gift. How do we identify the gift? How do we see them? Man, and that that is so good, man. And if you think about it, the I'm gonna try to be very careful how I phrase this. Um, the American version of Christianity, um, by and large part, models what the world is. Yeah, because the world typically looks for a rock star oh, or yeah. an all star, an MVP in a sports or yep. a figurehead of some sort. Um, to be the one that uh, that is the giver, while everyone else is a consumer and a taker, and I think we've we've bought into the American dream of we're takers, and yeah. in Christianity, um, that is the farthest thing from what Jesus had designed and orchestrated. The farthest thing from what the early church was and taught in the Book of Acts, you can see it. Very clear and very plain. And so I think that what we've done is there's been this creep where we've been just slowly creeping a a drift away from that first century, raw, uh, uh, authentic, um, uh, multiplying and powerful version of Christianity. And so I think that what we've got to do as as a church, especially in church plants, is, is to take a hard look at the model that's out there today, the rock star pastor, the rock star leader, where it's one guy and his his charisma and all of his gifts and talents 
and maybe a couple other people that sing really well or play really well, and those are the 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 Power Rangers per se of Sunday morning, and and so everybody else comes and they sit down and they look at them and it's like okay I'm gonna watch you you better preach good today you better sing good today they better sing the right <laughs> song you better do the right thing because I come to consume, yeah. and and that's the goodness that just it, it gets in my. Um, uh, and my head just just bugs me because I'm like, Lord Jesus, please help us to see that we're more than spectators. And so, as we're church planting, we we church plant guys uh, with with a, a co-vocational model. You're going to hear a coin with bivocational model. When I say co-vocational, bivocational, we're going to do a podcast on that later on. But but today we're going to. I'll just give you this, just a nugget of what that means. Um, the vocational pastor, the pastor that's paid to preach or paid to be there at the church in his office every day, nine to five or whatever the time is, um, is a a fairly new concept to Christianity at large. And the first century, the second century, the third, the fourth, the 20th, I mean, up, up to the, up to the, what, what was it? The 17th or 16th century when, when, vocational ministry was was really birthed and the catholic church brought that out when they when they hired priests to be priests uh and that was their vocation previous to that paul was a tent maker uh you know uh, these these the early church paved the way for authentic um gift gifts oriented team-based ministry Whereas the church today is is like, well, we're going to sponsor this. So as we go plant churches, uh, we're not going to have to raise um, thirty thousand for a salary and then a hundred thousand to plant a building and then this. And we're sitting on our on our hands and on our hands for a few years while we beg and plead. Uh, and then and then once the year's up and that salary stipend period is over, it's like, man, I hope and pray I got enough people paying tithes they can I can keep my salary and stay on. And I don't feel like in our church plant model, we need that pressure because we don't have to be the heroes. Anthony and I, we share every Sunday, uh, every other week, one of us preaches. Today's my week. Last week was his week. Next week will be your week. And, and so, but in, in, in that we share the load so that, so that, you know, I work, I work a job through the week. You work a job through the week. Everybody uh, that serves on our team either works a job or goes to school through the week. And, and, uh, and so I think that, 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 I wanted to set the background, set the stage to why gifts-based ministry, why the priesthood of the believers is so important to a church plant. Because it's not the rock star every weekend that everybody's watching. It's it's we have to find and activate the gifts in the believers, as you reference the scripture, that that we minister according to God's gift to us. So now back to your question, and then I want, I want you to take off with this because you, I know you got some content around it. And so the the, the question you you posed was this: How do we find the gifts? And it's our belief that God has indwelt inside of each believer a way to serve and plug into the kingdom of God. And we've we referred to them as fourth row Freddie, eighth row, eight, you know, eighth row Eddie. Uh, you know, fifth row Fanny. You know, there's all these people sitting in the pews each week in our churches across the country who have gifts, skills, talents, abilities that they think are secular, that they think are secular, but in all rights, they're not secular. They're sacred because God gave them those abilities 
to make an impact for the kingdom, not just on Monday morning, but on Sunday morning. So, so we see these gifts that are inside people. And, but I, I love how you modeled this at the beginning as you talked about we want the rock stars to be up. We want the rock star preacher. We want the rock star worship team, everybody to be up doing something. But we want to set back. So the key here is to be able to draw this gift out of these individuals. And the, I, I, my thought on this is exactly this, is how in the world are we ever going to find out what these gifts are unless we disciple these people and we let them exercise inside the gift that God has given them. They may not even realize what their gift is as of yet because, let's be honest, they may have sat for so long and they've just listened and they've consumed that they never were consumed with the power of God to come into their hearts and in their lives to actually see a true change take place and for them to exercise in what God has got them to do. And guys, I love what Jamie said. It may seem so secular to somebody. Well, man, all I can do, I can't really do nothing. Guys, ain't none of us can do anything. Ain't none of us going to be able to do anything unless it's the power of God working in us. When we step out in faith, whenever we do disciple, and, you know, we, we teach the youth. We teach youth today, and we tell them that they should pray and seek the face of God and pray that the Lord will reveal to them mm-hmm. their plan, their purpose, their gift in their life. And it, 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 may, it may be something just so absolutely what we seem to be so simple, but it has such an impact for the kingdom. But unless they're discipled, unless they're taught to pray to exercise inside the gift, all they're ever going to be is a consumer, and they're never going to be consumed mm. with God to see them launch out in an activation of the gift that God has inside of them. And we believe with all of our hearts that every single person, every man, woman, boy, girl, that's on the face of this earth yeah. today have a gift that they can offer to the kingdom of God. Yeah. That well, and I say that, but it's God working in them and sure. through them and it pressing out through them. And mm-hmm. how exciting that is to be able to be part of it, but it has to be activated. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of when Jesus came to the boat with a fisherman and they'd never met the guy. They heard about him, but we walked up to them and he said, follow me. I'll make yeah. you fishers of men. Yeah, he didn't say follow me and watch watch what watch me what you know. Mm-hmm. He, he said follow me and I will make you. Yeah, I want to bring you in, cultivate you, disciple you, teach you, and watch you go do your thing. Yeah, so he's talking to just mm-hmm. these guys are fishermen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he looks at them and he relates. He's like, hey guys, mm-hmm. I'm gonna make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. They're like, really. <laughs> That's an intriguing thought. I'm gonna want to <laughs> quit my job, drop my nets, and walk away. I- all right, <laughs> and and what a uh, what what a profound statement! I think that that you know how do we how do we bake this down into some practical terms? So how do we plug this theology of the priesthood of the believers into everyday church life? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to share an example, and Anthony, we both lived through this example, and so it's something we both witnessed with our own eyes, mm-hmm. and this is in a previous pastorate. And so it was at New Life Church, oh, yeah. and uh, so on a Sunday night, yeah. I had a, I had a gentleman approach me after church was over, and the man approached me with a, a burden. He was carrying a burden, and I'm I'm going to call him um, uh, Night Throw Ronnie. 
<laughs> I couldn't find a word, or a, a letter, a road number that started with an R, but his name's Ron. So, so Ronnie gave and, it away. And, and Ronnie Barry, if you're listening, man, I love you, and I thank I thank God for you. So hopefully you do. Um, but Ronnie uh, came to us on on a Sunday night after service and just just uh, said, you know, there's a lot of hungry kids in this community. Yep. And what can we do about it? Yeah. You know, what can I do about it? And and so um, I just turned it back on him and said, well, you know, do you have any ideas? Well, his eyes lit up, and he looked over at his wife, Linda, and they said, we would love to feed them on Wednesday night. So true. And so what happened, their love of cooking and serving plugged into a need in the community. They loved it. Yeah, and, yeah. and so what happened, Ronnie has always been a great guy. He's always been a, a great Christian man and, and faithful, faithful, faithful to the church. Um, but he didn't, he didn't feel like he had any value. Uh, and I, you know, you know, Ron, you know, he would say, I don't sing, I don't preach, I don't play an instrument. I don't, uh, you know, I'm never on the stage. Would And I'm like, dude, you don't got to be on the stage mm-hmm. to be a big part of what's happening That's in the right. kingdom. Now, what happened from that is dozens and dozens of kids started coming from the streets, yep. uh, the communities surrounding the church that came in on Wednesday night. And I would walk in and you could see Ron on cloud nine, man. Yep. He was in his element. He mm-hmm. was in that kitchen and Linda and, and the whole team that that they uh, had had uh, designed and put together, they were just smiling, bubbling because they the, the gift that God put in them had been activated, yep. and you never feel more energized, and you never even though it wears you out sometimes, you still never feel more energized than when you're operating in the calling that God has placed you in, and so so you know that was wrong coming to me, so that opened my eyes, and mm-hmm. so how do I go and I find this in other people? to find out how they plug in to the kingdom. Yeah. How are you going to do it? How are you going to dive in? So the way it was with Ronnie, man, how beautiful that was and to see that exercise in it because there was a burden that the Lord had put inside of his heart and his life. And sometimes it's it, it happens this way. You may be in the church doing something and somebody come up to you and say, man, my heart's burdened for this. You ever wonder why that burden was put there? Mm. There is a gift or a little fire that's ignited inside of the believer that, oh man, this is a purpose. This is a plan. I'm going to exercise in the gift that God has given me. Right. And sometimes it's that simple. Man, they feel this burden and they come and they relieve, they, they, they reveal it out mm-hmm. and they are able to talk about it and you're able to discuss it and you're able to let them exercise inside of that. Mm-hmm. But then there's these times that they just keep sitting and they just keep watching yep. and they just keep looking. Mm-hmm. So how do we grab mm-hmm. a hold of this and how do we cultivate it to see it bloom out? Oh, man. And, and, and how many people are sitting on it? How many people are saying, Tons. "If I can't do anything because there's not a program designed for me to fit into, or, man, I'm just really enjoying this preaching. I'm going to be comfortable here. So let's say this. What if you heard somebody say that this is 90% of the Christian world to the day? 90% are sitting on a gift that they have. Mm. What would you think? I would say it's disabilitating. It to, is. To the body. The body's not moving. The it's body not. is paralytic. The, the body is in a cast, sitting, wrapped up, and held together. It's, it's, all, it's wrapped up, and it's held together. Guys, we don't serve a dead Christ. We serve a living Savior. Yep. He's alive. He's living. His power's still going forth. And 
Oh, to be able to step out and to launch out in His power yeah. for His glory. My goodness, that's yeah. when you see the world turned upside down. Well, you want to see the world turn, turned upside down. What about a day? What about a day in the world where the church didn't raise up kids? And I'm just going to say it. Uh, uh, you know, if you don't, you know, you can delete this podcast if you'd like. But this is it is what it is. Um, we raise up kids through the church, and we and we encourage them become a pastor, become a singer, become hmm. a pastor, become a singer. Maybe you can be a little Sunday school teacher. A little, but but but, but you know <laughs> all this thing that 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 if you're not a pastor or a preacher or an evangelist or a Sunday school teacher or a singer or a musician, you have no value in the kingdom. That's false. So that false. is so false. Yeah. And not that anybody is sitting down intentionally teaching that. I don't think anybody's intended. And, you know, that's my theology that I have documented. No, no, but it's a theology that we teach by, by allowing it to, it to be preeminent in our churches. Yeah. And so what I feel like that we have to do is we have to have a focused intent. Imagine a world where we set down a bunch of youth and we say, you know what, whatever God calls you to be mm-hmm. is, is in doing anything other than that is a, is a demotion. Yeah. Do anything, anything other than that is a demotion. If God calls That's you right. to be a a lawyer, be the be the best yep. stinking Christian lawyer that's yep. been out there. Imagine if God had called somebody to be inside the government system, then uh, then our kids felt empowered to be a part of that system, to be a yep. part of the legal system, to be a part of of a wait. Being a Christian business owner is something that is a part of the kingdom. Absolutely, yes, integrate absolutely. your gifts. And so, imagine the impact we could make in the world if if people viewed what they do every day as sacred and not secular. So Monday morning when you go to your job, maybe you're turning widgets, maybe you're maybe you're an accountant, or maybe you're doing this or that. If you see what you do is 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 secular then yeah. and not value add to the kingdom, then my goodness, you're you're late, you're leaving on the table the ability to impact the world. And so you may not have sermons to preach, but my goodness, what you bring to the and, and that's a question that every believer should 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 ask. And I think we and you asked the question, I'm gonna go back to it. What do we do? What do we do right now? Right as we're planting a church, as you're getting ready to launch a church or whatever, whatever sit down with a team yeah. and 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 do a gifts gap analysis. Yeah. And so, and it works. It works. It does work. What well, we did at <laughs> it Journey a few. It's been what six weeks ago, eight yeah, weeks ago. Every bit. Um, <clears throat> we sat down on with with the team, and we 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 jotted down all the identified gaps in the community. Yeah. And then we went around the room, and people started revealing. Uh oh. Yep. <laughs> they revealed their gifts. Yep. <laughs> and then we started drawing little little lines from yeah. the gifts to the gaps. Oh, I love to cook. Ah, I got a job for you. Well, I'll, I'm really good. I'm not can't do a whole lot, but I'm really good at cleaning. Oh, no, no, no. I got a job for you. Yeah. You know, there's there's this. Well, I can't do much, but I can sort. I can share yap. I can talk. Ah, I got a job for you. Yeah. So there's there's there's. I think we have to know our people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a shepherd knowing the flock. Yeah. We have to we have to sit, and you can't know the people by preaching at them. Yeah. You have to know the people by listening to them, sitting them down. Making them comfortable and saying, "Spill the beans, man." I like how you said that. So, a perfect example of this is at work. There were two guys that were talking about cattle, and uh, one of them owned the cows, and he was going to sell these cows. And the other guy spoke up and said, "You know what? I'm looking for some cattle 
you know, I'd like to have them. Well, the owner of the cow's nail, the caretaker of them at that time, he knew each and every cow individually. <laughs> he knew their strengths. He knew their weaknesses. He knew which one would get in the trailer easily. He knew which one was going to put up a fight. Mm. But he had put himself in that role, and he had associated himself with that group of cattle, those that group, and he knew where their strengths were. He knew where their weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. But the key was that he inserted himself with them. Right. He didn't stand up on a stage. Let's transform it over. He didn't yep, just stand yep. up on a stage and just preach at them all day. He got down to where they were at, and he knew where they were at. He knew what their strengths were. He knew where their weaknesses were. And I think this is important. Whatever your gift may be, and we've said this, I don't know how many times we've said this in podcasts, don't ever underestimate your gift. Don't ever underestimate it. You you may not be on a stage behind a pulpit in front of a big group of people ministering the gospel or singing to a group of people. Guys, these are just small parts. There's no big eyes. There's no little U's in the kingdom of God. Your role, whether it be the guy who shakes hands, the one who comes up and prays for somebody else, the one that's cooking a meal, the one that's cleaning, you are an integral part to the kingdom. And without you, the kingdom cannot flourish like it is supposed to unless you're there with it there's a minister is not set up on a pedestal for everybody to see and everybody to look to him and say man this is it this is the guy i want to listen to this is this is it if 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 we think this is our ministry then we're already wrong this is christ's ministry it's not about us in any way shape or form but god's looking for vessels that he can use so i would say one thing on this is that you may be listening to this today and you may not know where your gift is what what gift that god has given to you i encourage you to pray i encourage you to pray and to seek the face of god with your whole heart and say lord what can i do father where can i plug in to your kingdom lord Mm -hmm. lord i have you know my abilities and that's you know i think that's something we need to realize is you know who better to point you in a direction than the one who knows everything yes. about you? Yep. Huh, who better? Mm-hmm. Who better to tell you how something works than the one who created it? Exactly. And if we're all created in the image of God, and all of us have Him on us, our design is in Him, and He knows everything about us, our very makeup, our fabric, our fiber, everything about us, yep. then He knows exactly where you you plug into yep. the kingdom. Prayer prayer seeking the face of god Mm. speaking to others let the fire ignite yep if iron sharpens iron as one man sharpeneth another then talk about you know i love last sunday we were standing and we were asked the question how did you know that this was your calling how did you know that this is what the lord wanted you to do what what did it take what was what was the thing what was the thing that said man this is where i need to be this is where i need to go and for everybody it's different it's different for everybody i think back about my dad when he went into ministry the lord had moved upon him the holy spirit moved upon him and he was in revival for about two weeks straight Every night that he went to sleep, he was preaching revival. He was in revival two weeks straight, and the power of God was moving, stirring, shaking, stirring him on the inside. He couldn't, he couldn't hardly stand. And then someone, 
the minister, the pastor of the church, saw the gift. Mm-hmm. They spoke to him. Mm-hmm. They knew where he was at. And they spoke to him, and they encouraged him, and they discipled him. Yep. And they said, Harry, if this is the way that God's leading you, let's launch out. Let's see what God's got down this avenue. Yep. Let's see what he's got down this corridor. And they went together in prayer, mm-hmm. seeking the face of God, fasting. And then it was a launched out. The ship was launched, and now it set sail. Wow. That's wow. so cool. That's a beautiful picture of it, Ant, because, you know, and, and I love the advice that you just shared. Pray. Yeah. Ask for your eyes to be open. Absolutely. And then the next thing is pray and ask for the doors to be opened. Yeah. And so so you have to first make available your eyes mm-hmm. and then make available your feet oh, to yeah. walk through the doors. Yeah. If those two things are available then God God is not going to hide it, hide it from you. Mm-hmm. He's not going to, you know, and, and as a leader, so that, that's, the, that's the one with the gift. Now let's look at the leader. It's your job as a Christian leader to do, guide them, the people around you, through that process of opening their eyes yep. and then making their feet available. you got to walk them through it. Yeah. And and that's our responsibility as leaders. Now here's 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 an example of that scripturally. We're going to close out here shortly uh, because we do have a uh, two services to attend here. Just a a very very short time. <laughs> so um, here's a scripture: Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter four, verse number eleven. And he gave some some yep apostles yep. and some prophets yep. and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Yep. And then why? For the perfecting of the saints, verse 12, yeah. for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body, the building up of the body of Christ. Yeah. So, so verse 11, he gives the what? What did he give? He gave these things, these yeah. leaders, these leaders that he identified. Why are these leaders identified? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So what is the job of the saints, not the leaders? The work of the ministry. Yeah. So it's all of our jobs together, all of our opportunity, not our jobs. We're not. It's our opportunity together mm-hmm. to witness God at work in all of us. Yeah. So the the church is not a paraplegic. No. Nope. We're not just a moving mouth. Nope. We are a body fitly joined together yeah. by the Holy Spirit, ready to be activated. So I implore you, encourage you, beseech you, go to your team, your people. Ask them what they enjoy most. Start writing it down on paper, and then start writing down the gaps in your community. Watch God draw the line from the gap to the gift. Amen. Guys, until next week, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.